Hello and welcome to this special edition of the FT Advisor podcast. I'm David Thorpe, a special projects editor at FT Advisor. Today we are discussing the outlook for bonds. This podcast is part of our Despatches series and is sponsored by Artemis. With the world gripped by inflation and growth shocks, most asset classes have fallen, but bonds bore much of the brunt of that. However, with yields now the highest they've been for many years and recession fears beginning to enter investors' consciousness, could the tide have turned? Joining me to discuss the outlook are Stephen Snowden, bond fund manager at Artemis, and Darius McDermott, advisor to the VT Chelsea investment range of multi-manager funds. Stephen, government bonds are an asset class that have been severely challenged, even when yields were were very low and, and negative, many investors held them in portfolios as a kind of ballast to minimise volatility. But this year, volatility itself has been very high. What sort of role can they actually play in a in a portfolio now, or do they play in a portfolio in a portfolio that you manage? The easy answer is: Can they play a, an important role in a portfolio? Uh, the answer is clearly yes. That said, if you want to observe their behaviour over the last six or 12 months, uh, the, it would resolutely fail. Uh, why is that? Well, we've had a decade or more of quantitative easing um, that has led to, uh, led to a rally or you know, a significant drop in the yields of government bonds. But we also have to bear in mind that also propped up the valuation of several other asset classes, including equities. So whenever QE was withdrawn, and in the case of the, the Bank of England, the, the starting of quantity of tightening, uh, what we have certainly seen is that uh, within reason, almost all asset classes have sold off bonds and equities. So what we've seen is the markets rallied with QE. Uh, they all rallied together, and there was very little uh, you know, dispersion between returns, and when QE was withdrawn and quantitative easing tight, uh, or quantitative tightening started, we saw a, you know a sell-off in all assets. So it's not just bonds that have fallen this year; it's also equities. But we're, we are where we are right now, and that is after a significant sell-off in the bond market. Yields are now healthy. We now have yields at a level uh, that they are certainly capable of rallying a long way in the event of an economic shock. For all the rights and the wrongs of the past. At this point now, and looking forward, they should uh, regain um, the, the the textbook quality of being, you know, a diversifying asset within a broader portfolio. Thank you, and uh, Darius. I know you run advice on multi-manager funds, and each of the funds has a different outcome. And how do you see the government bond allocations playing a role across all of those different uh, fund types? Well, I think. Uh, David, it depends entirely when you're asking this question from. If you're asking this question from 12 months ago, government bonds were yielding next to nothing. And it was becoming more and more apparent that inflation was in the system rather than transitory and that interest rates would have to go up. And when interest rates go up, the prices of bonds go down. But that has now happened. And, you know, Stephen will be able to give you more up to date numbers, but your standard five and 10 year government bonds are now paying you a decent yield that's actually worth holding them. You can actually collect some income from them. And given that the capital values have fallen, 
if you have a view on interest rates going forward, which again, I know Stephen does, and I think we're fairly aligned in those views, actually, you might get some capital appreciation. So government bonds, you know, historically, they give you diversification. But when they were yielding next to nothing, there was no risk reward for holding them. And if one is worried about recession, historically, government bonds are a risk off asset. So those are the sort of reasons we, we would think of holding them. In fact, in the multi-asset funds we advise on, we have been adding government bonds for the first time since inception in the last quarter. Thank you. And Darius, we'll, we'll stick with you for the next question. You referenced there the higher inflation, that it's not transitory, that's in the, in the system. As a multi-manager, how do you think about bond allocations generally in that sort of world of, of higher inflation? Again, it depends very much on the timing and, and your view on future interest rate rises based on that inflation. And then more importantly, what the market has already got priced in. If, as we sit here today, you think UK rates are going to six, I think there would be further capital loss to be had from government and investment grade bonds. But if you think that rates might peak at four, four and a half, which is below market expectation today, then you know bonds actually give you a decent yield for holding them, which you know is always very nice, and there is an opportunity to get some some capital allocation, but. In a world of higher inflation, you use interest rates as a tool to get inflation under control. And if one is of the view that inflation is much more stubborn than maybe I feel today, and I think Stephen feels, and that rates may have to go to six, seven or eight, then you don't want to hold many bonds at all, um, or potentially many equities either in that in that scenario. But in a world of higher inflation, it's are we peaking and rolling over, and hence rates might do the same. Or, or do we really expect inflation to be 10% where we to be having this conversation this time next year? I personally don't. I think yields will roll over and that will give us an opportunity to have some nice income and some capital returns. Thank you. Well, Stephen, you have no choice but to own bonds in your in your funds. Um, your views on interest rates and inflation, I think, have been referenced by Darius, but how do you, in the world of higher inflation, allocate? Is it a question of going ever shorter duration or further out the risk curve, or or how does one, how how do you do that? Well, yeah, inflation is one very important um, consideration when thinking about bonds and you know how you should invest. But as as Darius has referenced, it's also uh, a factor of where you think interest rates are getting to. The important thing to just bear in mind about inflation, it's it's the price of goods today compared to where they were exactly 12 months ago. So if we look 12 months forward from today, the base number is obviously very elevated. And while I expect prices to be higher in 12 months' time, they won't be 10% higher as they have been over the last 12 months. So, you know, mathematically, well, we're not expecting prices to fall, the pace of increase will moderate substantially. So, Whenever we're trying to invest, yes, we are very respectful of inflation, but what we're really looking at is where do we think inflation will be in the future? And therefore, what impact does that have on the prevailing level of interest rates or base rates in the Bank of England? You know, today, 5% is being priced in for peak base rates in the UK. I, and I suspect Darius, also believe that we won't get that high. Uh, we feel that would 
lead to you know material economic weakness within the UK housing market would be negatively impacted by that. And we all know that the UK consumer confidence is you know you know very attached to prevailing strength of, of the UK housing market. So yes, inflation is high today, but it is going to come down. We think lots of interest rate hikes have been priced in, and rightly so, given the inflation backdrop. But the market we feel is. Uh, too panicked about the persistency of inflation. Now, that doesn't mean that inflation is going back to 2%. History shows us that inflation is sticky both on the downward side and the upward side. Uh, after a very large inflation um, shock or spike that we're enjoying at the moment, or, or should say not enjoying at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, you then would expect when inflation does come down to settle somewhat higher than it has done historically. But inflation will fall. But that is already in the price, and that's why the yields today are attractive. The market is pricing in a lot of fear and panic and uncertainty about inflation, and that gives us the opportunity. And I would agree with Darius, not only are we today getting a very healthy yield, but there is also room for capital appreciation. Thank you. And if we do have that inflation not quite come back to 2%, but higher than has been historically the case how do you invest in that as a as a bond guy is it a question of like where's your duration in that sort of scenario if it settles at not 10 but not two but i don't know four or five what what's what's the duration story then yeah the the, the amount of interest rate risk or duration that we would take is is a function of not only the the economic environment including inflation but also the valuation of the assets and i think that is the the important thing to bear in mind here if you're looking at the yield approximately on the average uk corporate bond of about 6% mm-hmm. the yield on the average you know gilt about 3 and a half so you're getting quite a lot of yield now inflation today is 10% so in real terms basis, inflation is higher than the yield today. But in 12 months' time, looking forward, we'd expect inflation to be about four, and maybe the year after that, three. But you're getting you're buying today at a yield of six yeah. or percent or higher. So over the two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, you're getting a very healthy yield, well and above inflation. So right now, Duration, I believe, is not something to be frightened of or interest rate risk. And I think there's there's an important thing about bond mathematics that we all have to be respectful of, and that is to earn yield or to earn income, you know, you have to take some risk. Mm-hmm. And that means if you don't take duration risk, you don't earn income, you don't earn the yield. So in order to take advantage of these healthy yields today, you also have to accept the risk or the interest rate risk that goes with that. Regrettably in life, there is no there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know, with that return also comes a risk. And that has always been the case and continues to be the case. But you it's very difficult to generate an, a genuine income uh, without accepting interest rate risk at the same time. Thank you. And uh, Darius Stevens points there about there being now free lunch. Take us really to the to the next question. Um, when you're putting together a, an allocation to bonds of, of any kind in the current climate, how do you think about that balance between uh, capital gain or capital preservation and uh, having an attractive yield? Presumably uh, you have some mandates that have income as a priority and some that are growth oriented. Well, absolutely, David. It, it totally depends on, on which of our own funds or the funds that we advise on we're talking about. But 
who knew that talking to fixed income managers would be so exciting? I've had more meetings with fixed income managers this quarter than probably in any other quarter in my now near 27 years. I mean, bonds have become the only story in town. Um, what's been going on at government um, bond market and, and investment grade. And a majority of managers that I've spoken to have felt the risk reward i.e. on that duration question that, that, that Stephen's just answered, is generally at a slightly shorter date, that there's enough yield on slightly shorter jaded bonds. Now, I'm not talking one or two years, but there's enough yield to be sort of neutral to short duration slightly that you don't have to go and swing the bat to try and make huge capital gains if rates do fall dramatically. So for us, we've been taking the opportunity to buy funds or even the odd ETF where the duration is sort of around the five to seven years that's got decent yield. And I'm an investor in a number of investment grade and other fixed income funds. And that seems to be the common message is I can get enough yield without taking huge duration risk at this moment. Yes, maybe we could make more on capital if rates do fall dramatically, but why take that extra level of risk when I'm getting actually nicely compensated for, for taking less risk? So Stephen's absolutely right. You've got to take some risk clearly, but the risk reward appears to be at that, that sort of duration position rather than, than really swinging the bat and going for a huge capital gain. Thank you. And Stephen, when, when you're at the portfolio level, how do you strike that balance and what, what do your clients in your, in your funds care about? Do, they, do you lead your, your pitches or your conversations with my yield is X or do you yield it with this is what I can do on capital return basis? Well, ultimately, we, all bond funds are income vehicles. But within that, you know, we are agnostic whether a return is generated by earning income or, or making a capital gain. Though, you know, we have to be mindful that bonds is an asset class, the bulk of that return will be income. So you're not sacrificing income to make capital gain because the bulk will still be income, but we're happy to make capital gain. And, and Darius makes a very good point. The, the you know, near term, the risk reward uh, opportunity for um, shorter dated corporate bonds is, is compelling. I suppose my... As much as I agree with that, we we have to also bear in mind we're we're close to the peak of uncertainty about inflation. Inflation has been surprising to the upside for a protracted period of time. We've become conditioned to ever increasing interest rates, and all forecasters and market commentators, including myself, have been surprised continuously by how high inflation has been. At some point, that has to end. That that scenario does. Um, have a have a shelf life, and we must be very close to the end of that. And there are scenarios out there that inflation could actually come in lower than than we have now feared, and the fear level is extremely high. Uh, and in that regard, well, the, the risk reward of shorter dated bonds is is compelling. Um, it would be a shame to miss the opportunity where yields are today uh, and miss out on that capital gain if if the if fear and panic and, and inflation does moderate uh, quicker than it's, than it's currently feared. But I suppose that in one aspect, you know, I have the easy job, Darius has the hard job. Darius has to decide whether the asset class in its entirety is worth buying. 
Uh, my job is within my remit of buying bonds to invest the money in the bond market and buy the best ones I can. So the harder decision has already been made. What am I doing at the minute? Yeah, I mean, there is a slight focus towards the shorter end of the market than the longer end of the market, that much is true. But I'm also very mindful that we're coming in towards the end of the year. That is seasonally a very strong time for bond markets. And, you know, there could still be considerable capital gain to be had between now and the end of the year. Thank you. And Darius, how have you, do you have exposure to, or what are the conditions where you would have exposure to something like high yield bond funds? Are they, um, you know, there's an intuitive argument to, to go for those when, when inflation is, is high, but they are also economically quite sensitive, which may not be what you want to do right now. Well, I mean, again, it's all part of the risk reward. With higher yields, your main risk is um, defaults, like companies go bust, and more companies in aggregate go bust when economic conditions are poor. Now, far from me to be anyway looking intelligent, but the inverted US yield curve, the, the, the lagging of, of rate rises for inflation, which has been a bit, maybe not super obvious, but central banks have been behind the curve. They are now raising rates with the stated mandate of slowing the economy down. In that case, more companies tend to go bust, but we have seen some high yield managers as well as some investment grade managers, and they tell me that, that defaults are priced in way higher than sort of long-term recessionary averages. So that actually there is some value in that high yield because it's pricing in some, some fairly heavy Armageddon economically. I suppose, you know, Stephen said his job and other bond managers is, is to, to run funds to their mandate. We do in our own income fund have a, a minimum bond requirement. We have, for the first time in sort of our mixed funds, gone from very little fixed income to now actually rotating substantially into it, not just because of potential capital gain, but because I'm getting paid some yield, some income, as Stephen says, to actually buy these things. Whereas two years ago, 12 months ago, I wasn't getting paid. Mm -hmm. So we do own some high yield with, with managers that we believe have skill and can try and avoid those companies that may default as and when maybe we do end up in a much more less pleasant economic environment than we, than we sit here today. Thanks, Darius. And when I hear you talk about inverted yield curves, I wonder who wrote that for you, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, Stephen, I don't know if you can invest in, in high yield in your, in your mandates, but what, what do you think is priced into investment grade defaults, high yield defaults, etc.? Is Armageddon priced in in that part of the market? Uh, yes, Armageddon is priced in. Now, I have limited capacity within my corporate bond fund mm -hmm. to uh, invest in high yield, and, and we typically don't. But you know, in my role as head of fixed income and overseeing investment grade funds and high yield funds, and blended funds. Um, look, we like high yield. Yeah, it's. I, sorry, I love all my children almost equally at the minute. I think bonds across the piece have are are very attractive from an income generating point of view. But like all investing, you know, you do need to diversify. Um, so if you to buy, don't buy one single bond fund and put it all into high yield because you know, as has been said it is economically more sensitive than other types of bonds uh, and you run the risk of default. But just to put some numbers on it, and these numbers move around all the time, but roughly speaking, if you were to look at the where the yields on, on European high yield debt at the minute 
it's pricing in uh, approximately 40% default rate. The, the, it has peaked historically at 14.5%. So you are being many, many times compensated for the amount of default risk. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore, it's, it's very attractive. On investment grade, mercifully, investment grade companies very rarely go bust. So that whenever you're dealing with very low numbers, they become a little bit meaningless. But so high yield is your go-to sort of reference point for this. So in terms of is there economic weakness on on its way? Of course there is. Everybody knows that. But the markets are pricing in Armageddon rather than a, a nasty recession. If we only get a very nasty recession, the, the market's ferociously cheap. Thank you for that, Stephen Snowden. Bond Fund Manager at Artemis and thanks to Darius McDermott Advisor to the VT Chelsea range of multi-manager funds and thank you all for listening do remember to tune in to future editions of the FT Advisor podcast thank you Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.